My youth is yours, the truth so loud you can't ignore my youth, my youth, my youth, my youth is yours. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Aren't You a Little Yan podcast, a podcast that shares stories of young creators and other youth who are deemed to be too young to share their visions. Last week, I was interviewed by my other host, Kesha McInnes, and she asked me a lot of very interesting questions about myself and my life and about what this podcast and this brand, Concealed Creators, means to me. And this week, we are flipping the script, and I will be interviewing her. So, shall we get started? Absolutely. Perfect. Okay. So, first question. What does creating a brand mean to you? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, So, creating a brand to me has... Branding as a general kind of term has a lot of different definitions. And I think to some people, it's creating physical objects, whether it's clothing, whether it's apps or whatever it might be. But for me, creating a brand is just another word to be used as a platform. I want to be able to use concealed creators as a way for people to get to know other youth and other creators who may or may not share similar visions, but who are able to connect with each other without feeling that pressure of being a youth and kind of not being taken seriously. Um, And I think it's definitely something that is going to take a lot of work because branding as a whole is very difficult, especially in today's day and age with all of these different brands. But I think that having a network of people that I know already, as well as people that you know is going to really help build that, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So you're picturing a sort of safe space where creators can come and share what they know without the pressure of having to prove something. Yeah, absolutely. I think that a safe space, whether it be online or whether, who knows, maybe in four years, it'll be a physical group where we get to meet up and talk and collaborate with each other. But at this point right now, I, I want to create something where people can reach out to you and I. People can reach out to other people that we have on future podcasts, if there are any, hopefully there will be. Um, but also people that are able to really understand that just because they are so young doesn't make them not legitimate, if that makes sense. Yeah. Very good answer. Thank you. Um, Of course, I know you very well. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've psychoanalyzed you (laughs) for the last year and a half. Yes, Caitlin. Extensively. Yes. But for the people that don't know much about you and don't know who you are as a person. Oh, jeez. Do you think that your style of getting things done and just creating things and being who you are and living your life, do you think that makes you an effective creator? Do you think that that adds anything to your brand or anything to your photography business or Mm. now this podcast do you think there's anything that you have that makes it easier for you to do these things so for those of you who don't know me i'm someone who like absolutely cannot stand math or science um and i really focus on kind of social sciences and once i'm invested and once i actually find an avenue that i enjoy I'm very driven to accomplish it, whether it's something that gets accomplished within a year or within five years or even within a week. I'm someone that really does 
want to get it done. I mean, similar to this brand. I mean, we were brainstorming this a month ago and I thought about this the last time I was on a podcast, not with you, but with a friend of mine. Shout out to you, Max. You're pretty great. Um, and that was really where I got that idea that I wanted to start something like this. And I think that my work ethic is definitely like there's definitely room for improvement. There's definitely places where I can be more efficient with my work. That being said, I think that any creator has their own individualized style of work and style of art, whether it's podcasting, whether it's photography, whether it's blogging even. Um, and I think that everybody is on an equal playing field when it comes to creators. Everybody really does, because they're all so different and because even though they might try and copy each other and bounce ideas off each other, I definitely think that there are differences. And I think that, no, I'm not Kylie Jenner who has millions of followers, but I am someone who I have a fairly large group of friends. I have a fairly large network of people that I know that I can reach out to and that I can collaborate with with and work with that I think is really beneficial. Um, and so as a piece of advice for people that are trying to move forward, I think that it is important that you do build up those connections before you try and take a stab at something like this. Hmm. That makes sense. Do you think that, actually, no, I'll ask this. Where do you think this passion for creating and making a platform and making a brand, where do you think the need to have online presence and to have sort of, I don't want to say social clout, but networking abilities. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think that need or that want comes from? Um, I personally think that it comes from the fact that, I mean, for people that don't know me, I have two older siblings who are both, I mean, my sister less so, but in high school was very much into the arts and into theater. And my brother is working at a theater company now. And I think that their generation, as they are both millennials, were very much kind of social people, not in the sense of the online presence, but in the sense of kind of, they really did interact with people more. And I think so my creative side definitely stems from them. Um, because I'm not, I'm not into math, I'm not into sciences and all of that. But I think that for me, oh my goodness, uh, for me, the need and the want of having a following stems from my want and kind of passion of helping people. I've always been that friend that has offered to be there for people, that's offered to help them in any way that I can. Mm -hmm. And I mean, now I'm surrounded by a great friend group who often does need that and often does need the advice that they not necessarily want to hear because it definitely is not always what they want to hear but that they are hearing from me and I think that or at least I'm hoping that that helps them in some way or another but I think that that's where that want to have not necessarily a following because no for me numbers don't really matter but that as long as I'm making an impact with someone and as long as I'm giving them even a shred of advice or a shred of something that they can hold on to that will help them in the future is where that comes from. I don't know if that answered your question or not. Yeah, it did. Okay. It did. Okay, it was good. actually a pretty solid answer. So yeah. if you have this love of helping people, mm -hmm. how do you translate that into other aspects of your life? 
Um, I mean, we just kind of briefly touched on it with the friend group of mm-hmm. our friend group is are definitely a group of people that have their low points and have their high points. And I find that when they do have their low points, um, it can be really hard for them to find their way out of those low points. And I mean, I'm like that too. I, I on a weekly basis have my low points, right? Mm-hmm. But I think with the friend group, that's a really big aspect for it. Um, I think being a photographer that only recently has started asking for people to pay me to take photos mm-hmm. of them, I think that was another really good, like that was a way that really stemmed where I am now because I wanted to be able to say, hey, Instagram is a really happening place right now. If you want photos, let me know. I'm more than happy to do it. Mm-hmm. I think in a familial, so like within my family, it's weird because I'm not at all that person when I'm at home. And I think that that's kind of something that we can touch on later. But I am more so helpful and have that need to and want to help outside of that because mm-hmm. I definitely am a different person at home. And only now am I really starting to realize that. But I think translating it mainly just happens in my social life and kind of within because at school not really but I think with friends and with people that I've met with other creators I think that that's a really big part of what you have to be Mm -hmm. to be able to succeed or be content with where you are as a creator yeah going back to your point about asking people to pay you for your photography Mm -hmm. does this podcast have anything to do with wanting to be more legitimate or seeking legitimacy in the eyes of other people? I think a little bit. I think that there's definitely any time creators come out with a new branch, it's a way Mm -hmm. for them to say, is this where I'm really going to take off? So building off of your idea about (laughs) being paid for your work, especially in photography, Mm -hmm. do you think that it's important to you to be legitimate in other people's eyes or is it, are you doing all of this stuff just for you? I think it's a, I think it's important in the sense that it helps build connections and I'm someone mm-hmm. who really does like to have a wide range of people that I can talk to um, whether it's on the scale of kind of intimate if that makes sense mm-hmm. whether it's being close friends whether it's being kind of distant acquaintances um, I think that that's something that I do value in life and I think legitimacy to me is yeah, it's great that I have two people that I am working with on a regular basis who took that chance and said, hey, you're 17, that's really great. You're, the amount that you're asking for is not outrageous. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I need. I think that that's important. And I think that it's really helpful for me because it did give me that sense of, okay, now I really do have kind of a base. I am. I was talking to Max a few days ago, actually, with a friend of ours, um, and he was saying that having that beginning of your contact book is really important. And I think so having those two people is important and it is important to me. But at the same time, I'm not looking to be People Magazine's next photographer. I'm not looking to be, Mm -hmm. to work for Warner Brothers in marketing. Yeah, that's a fantastic job and it's a really interesting job. But interesting jobs can range anywhere from being the prime minister to being Kylie Jenner. You know what I mean? Like there are aspects of all of those different jobs that do appeal to me. For me, legitimacy is, yeah, okay, it gives me 
some confidence, but I also have recognized with past experiences that I have to be able to be comfortable with myself before throwing myself out there and saying, this is what I want, this is how much you're gonna pay me, this is what we're doing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Do you, wait, let me, let me just think for a second, because I really liked what you were saying about being comfortable with yourself, but also recognizing the importance of people supporting you. So do you think that your success or what you perceive to be your success is, would be where it is now had people had not taken the chance on you? Um, maybe, maybe not. It's kind of a tough question to answer because it really only has been the past six months where mm -hmm. I've been able to say, this is who I am, this is what I'm doing. And I, I mean, high school as a whole, which I'm sure we'll touch about later, has not been a super easy thing for me. It's been really challenging for me to be able to say, this is who I am, this is what I like, this is what brings me mm -hmm. happiness. So I think that maybe a year and a half ago when I just got my camera and was kind of fooling around with it, yeah, I was happy. I wasn't saying, oh, okay, this is, this is kind of a part-time job that I can pursue. You mm -hmm. know, it was more so that I can pick up a camera, I can go and take photos and have them for own personal enjoyment. Mm -hmm. Do you think you would have lost steam or lost confidence if you hadn't gotten the support you did? Um, maybe. I think part of me would have been a little bit bummed out because for me, my entire high school has been a lot of as I don't want to take this in the route that it might go down, but it was a lot of, I was hopping from friend group to friend group. I was trying to make those connections in all of these different places, but I realized that high school, in high school, people really do kind of develop that circle. And people, once they have that circle, to join that circle is really challenging. And I think that having had those experiences of having people say, no, I can't be friends anymore. Like, no, I don't. I don't, I don't want to say reciprocate those feelings mm -hmm. because it, was, it wasn't a romantic thing, if that makes sense. Um, but I've definitely had those low points where I've thought to myself a lot of, well, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. Because in grade 9 and 10, I, especially going to, to a school where the majority of them are Asian and gifted or just gifted, um, for someone who looks Asian and who isn't, because A-O. Um, and so with that in mind i have kind of taken a look at photography and said you're at a good place now take that and walk briskly with it don't run with it don't get cocky about it but take it and use it to your advantage in the sense that if you pursue this you might actually be able to be as happy as you are now and as content as you are now mm -hmm. with room for improvement so you're, you're making your own happiness. You're not relying on systems or yeah. other things that you're put in. I would say that. To m make your happiness for you. Mm -hmm. that's, let's talk about high school for a second. Absolutely. high school is something that's we, that we're going to think it's like a dream in like five years from now. But right now it's very important. Mm -hmm. and, and if we're starting a podcast about youth, then it's something that we should that probably be touching be. upon a few times. So this guy is looking at us like we're crazy, but it's, we are. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Questions <laughs> about high school. So if you can give yourself advice, I know you've hopped around a lot, 
and you become a very different person than you were four years ago. So in grade mm-hmm. nine, what would you say to yourself? What would I say to myself? I would say it doesn't matter. I honestly have reflected so much upon the past four years because right now I really am in, I mean, our friend group is sitting outside this room. Um, so shout out to the four, there were five of you, but now there's only four of you um, who are sitting there, is that I've really been able to find a place with that friend group of they accept me for who I am and yeah I have my rough points and yeah there are times where a lot of them are like Tasha what are you doing with your life but I think I've I've been able to find that and really look back and say okay the times that have oh shit this sounds so cheesy but the times that left really deep scars for you don't matter and they shouldn't matter there are things in grade nine that happened that looking back i still am very tentative about and that i'm wary in the sense that they still hurt and they still are there but at the same time there are other things like not hanging out with someone um that at the time was the biggest deal in the Mm -hmm. world because i thought well i'm just losing all of my friends over this but now looking back on it it's no they were probably busy they probably had other things to do they were not interested in being your friend which is totally fine which is also something that i've learned about friends are your friends and if they are real friends then they're gonna stick around Mm -hmm. and if they aren't then keep them as acquaintances they don't have like you don't have to have a circle of 15 best friends because it you can't it's too challenging on yourself and it's too challenging on other people to have that right yeah yeah to have that so (laughs) going off of just debating the importance of social circles Mm -hmm. what do you think is the most important thing you learned in high school that wasn't like academic related most important thing that i've learned um i would say that like the most important thing that i've learned is that it's okay there's a couple things one of the things is that it's okay for things to take a long time it's okay not to have things at your beck and call right away all the time um and i think the other thing is that it's really important and really beneficial to take time for yourself because I am a very social person. I like to be surrounded by people all the time, but I've also learned the benefits and the so many different positive things that come out of spending time on my own. I, I mean, when my parents are out, and I am able to just be on my own without having to worry about if they need me in five minutes, I can be there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm able to really just chill and not do anything. And I mean, every teenager is like that in some aspect, but I definitely think that it's that specifically has really defined almost who I've become and how I've grown. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. yeah. You seem to um, have thought a lot about that without me asking about it (laughs) yeah oh for sure 100 percent. so if you don't know kesha she's very intelligent (laughs) however (laughs) she's not the most academically inclined person you will ever meet so 
maybe a more challenging question for you mm-hmm. would be what's the most important thing you learned that is academic, ad- academic in high school? Um, one of which is, okay, what I'm about to say is a little bit arbitrary to what I just said, but that, yes, things are not going to come right away, but that it is important to do things right away. Mm-hmm. Because I'm someone like a lot of teenagers who do procrastinate, but I procrastinate yes. on a whole other level. You do. I push things to the last hour or, like, as like as late as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that one thing that I have learned is that pushing things off doesn't make them go away. And right. that's not only academic, but socially. Pushing issues off or pushing... Um, feelings or pushing anything off, it doesn't automatically mean that it just disappears and it won't come back. Right. So I think that's what I would say. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So we've looked sort of at the past. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to look at the future. Oh, no. Which I know is your favorite subject. I know. So we are very different people. We talked about last week how I'm very goal-oriented Goal-oriented, and I know exactly what I'm going to do at all times. You have a very different approach for me. So tell the people, if there is any people, about... <laughs> <laughs> please tell me there's going to be people yeah. <laughs> when we publish this. But please tell the people about your plans and how you got to the point where you knew what you want to do. If um, you're even at that point. Okay, so I definitely... I As much as I say I don't know what I'm doing next year, I don't know what's happening, I have come to the conclusion that I've, upon upon much self-reflection, this guy is totally going to kick us out right now. Um, Right now. We might... We're at at 23 minutes. What I might do is just see if he can... Oh, he's setting up, though. Shit. I thought he was taking down, which is what... Oh, he might be going to the other room. I'm hoping so. Okay, anyways. Sorry. What was your question? Um academically inclined no we went over that we went over that Um, oh process where i'm gonna be in a year okay um so personally i think that i have been accepted to george brown and to durham and i'm waiting to hear back on a couple other colleges but i've i've been able to narrow it down to the fact that i am gonna study social work or something in the in the social services field because like we talked about last week i or maybe uh, like we talked about few minutes ago um I really do like helping people and for me I can keep photography on the side and I can explore it and explore different different avenues that kind of stem from that but at the same time I can also help people and kind of follow those two different passions um my process of life on how I approach things I'm not goal oriented I like to set myself goals whether I follow through with them rarely ever happens um I'm more of a person that likes to go with the flow, but likes to also have a plan. Mm-hmm. So for people that don't know me, um, which at this point in episodes uh, is probably not a lot of people, but for people who don't, um, I'm someone who loves planning things. I will make group chats and Google Docs, as many of my friends know, um, that are endless for anything. It could endless. be planning something like a hike and I'll have a Google Doc with where, when, what time, where you need to be at what time, the itinerary. Like, I really enjoy planning things. Yes, you do. But at the same time, I'm not someone who is not okay with that being changed. 
So if we arrive at the date and people aren't there at 9 o'clock a.m. to get in the car for 9.30, I don't care. It's the Mm -hmm. sense that I need people to know that that's what's happening. And here's the general thing. You, as I've observed as your friend, Mm -hmm. you are very much a planner, but not a controller. Yes. You're a planner of plans, but not a controller of plans. Exactly. So you do plan a lot. Mm -hmm. Do you think that your way of planning things is going to become you'll take a different approach as you get older or do you think you'll be able to coast like you are oh i think i'll definitely i mean even now i'm starting to develop more of a plan and then control Mm -hmm. because i've learned the value of control i've learned that controlling doesn't necessarily have to be in the stereotypical way of everybody hates the control freak right you know so with something like no, I hate to throw you under the bus here. But with people that are in university, yeah. sending the messages saying, hey, what's your schedule looking like? What, like? What's the deal? When are we working next? Which is understandable. University students are very busy. No, I get it. But at the same time, I've learned that it's okay to send five messages one after another mm-hmm. that are sent on different dates if I've gotten no response. Right. Because yes, that's the planning, but then it's also the... Now I need to control what's happening because I need to know for my own self of, okay, I can block from four o'clock to seven o'clock off my calendar, if that makes sense. Um, So I think that in the future, it'll definitely become more, hopefully as I start to work with more people, which Mm -hmm. is what I pray. Um, But that's what I would say. So I would say that it will change. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you... Think that for this brand, when you're talking about all those skills and planning and how Mm -hmm. you're evolving as somebody who creates plans with other people and tries to network, do you think that your professional skills are above average or do you think they're getting better? I think they're getting better. I wouldn't call myself someone who is an expert in networking, Mm -hmm. but I think that having had this drive for wanting a brand or wanting this to succeed is what's helped me improve those skills. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, I've, we, I, as my friend, you've seen this a lot, even with talking to new people that being able to send that first message, whether mm-hmm. it be to a guy, whether it be to a girl is super easy for me. And it's always yes. been that way. And I think for a lot of people, it's a like, well, like, why? That's the most terrifying thing you could ever do. And I think that that skill on its own has really helped me with my networking abilities because it's been able to, like, I'm not afraid to send, as Noah would know, a university guy a message and say, hey, I really like your content. I really like your photos. Let's go out and shoot sometime. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of people, especially girls, they struggle with that because and I've definitely run into the problem of people being like, oh, she's just trying to slide into my DM. She's just trying to like hit me up. You know what I mean? But as someone who also is a creator, I think that it's really important to be able to initiate phone calls, to mm-hmm. be able to initiate that connection with someone. Yeah. So I have one more question, and mm-hmm. then I think we're going to close it off. But this one's sort of a long-winded one. Mm-hmm. So you are very much a social person. You're probably one of the most social people that I know. Mm-hmm. And you are not afraid to start conversations with people. Do you find... And we can talk about, we can go back to your family. Do you find you are a different person when you're with strangers or when you're with your friends or when you're with your family? So, okay, with strangers, yes. With friends, I am more myself than 
anything else and Mm -hmm. with my family I'm a completely different person and as much as that's something that's really challenging for family members for me I benefit from my friends when it comes to advice which my parents and I have kind of clashed on a lot so I think that that's definitely a different personality Um, I think with strangers I initiate all in it so we can take Let's take Max, for example. Um, Max, for people who don't know, is one half of the alt photo brand on Instagram. Um, He's also someone who's taken photos for me. We've worked together. He brought me on his podcast, which was great. Um, So I think when I first met him, I mean, you were there. Mm -hmm. When I first met him, I I come across as being very, like, I try to be as formal as possible, but I also don't want to come across as someone that I'm not. So I don't want to act like, a businesswoman. I don't okay. feel the need that I have to speak in really formal language. Um, that being said, he is a creator who understands the business and the industry a little bit more. So I think it would it's different when I go for a job interview, let's say. But at the same time, I've also learned, going back to the high school thing, that being yourself is more important than anything else. Um, and so when I do go in for a job interview or if I'm going to talk to an adult, speaking in a formal language, yes, is beneficial, but it's also not necessarily me. So I think right. I've developed this kind of algorithm and this filter of when I need to be pulling mm-hmm. out long academic-like words and when I also need to be, when I can also just kind of converse like we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with friends, I think I'm more myself than anybody else but it also depends on the friend that I'm with so with really close friends um, such as you or Molly or even Maggie and then Anna who I've known forever um, I open up to them about a lot more and Mm -hmm. I'm selective with what I open up to whom about Um, I mean with Molly Molly probably knows just as much about me as Anna does who's known me for since I was five months old And I think I learned something from all of my friends, but again, going back to that filter, being able to have that filter and kind of adjust what I'm saying or how I'm opening up to who is really important. Uh, And it's definitely benefited me in more ways than one. And that's like 100% something that I've learned, especially over the past year and a half, um, having dealt with kind of really low points in my life and dealing with how do I cope with these Um, learning to open up to certain people and open up a lot is a very beneficial quality to have Mm -hmm. and it's also something that I look for in a friend or like if I'm looking I don't want to say looking for a really close friend because it sounds like it's a dating app or something Um, but when I do meet new people I always mention the fact that if they ever want to talk about anything, I'm mm-hmm. always here. And I mean, I was talking to someone a few days ago who I, we have quite a history. Um, so just with that in mind, I think it's important to be there for people for me. Right. So that's no matter where you are, that's it's, the priority. Yeah. And it's, and it's opening that discussion and kind of saying, hey, look, by the way, whether it's at the end of the meet, most mostly at the ends of meetings of like, hey, if ever you need to talk to anybody about anything, it doesn't even have to make coherent sense. Mm-hmm. I'm always here and I'm always open right. to having that discussion. Yeah. So uh, for this episode, we talked about a lot. We talked yes. about social circles. We talked about priorities. We talked about the future. We talked about mm-hmm. who we are as people and where we're going as people. Uh, so this 
I'm sorry, audience. It was a little all over the place for the first two episodes. It's all but good, I feel you know? like that's fine. That's who we are, and we are all learning. So I feel I like that. going forward, this podcast is going to be a lot more successful than it probably is right now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But for now, we are going to sign off. This is Caitlin and Kesha, and we will see you next week on Aren't You a Little Young? My youth is yours, the truth's so loud, you can't ignore my